Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Niddle. God, I am back. Uh, who's, who's this guy? Ungod. We got Zora over here. No, Three Musketeer over here. Ungod, I have come to reclaim my title. He's like D'Artagnan. D'Artagnan. Is that one of them? I have no idea. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show. I don't it's think he Mark. is. No. Arms, right here. I'm Nit. I'm but D'Artagnan was not a Three Musketeer. We, we introduced you to okay. us. He was the fourth one. So Okay, anyway. My he, bad. Okay. Randomosity there. I'm back, bitches. <laughs> Thank God. So, how'd everyone do in their fantasy playoffs? The semifinals? Why y'all looking well, at me? I don't want to talk about it. Why you looking Listen, at me? Listen, I'm going to talk about it because if I could keep my... lost? It's, it's a 12-teamer, but if I could get this team back next year, Kirk Cousins, okay, not a high, real high quarterback scoring league, like a good quarterback scores 20 in this league. Mike Thomas... Golden Tate kind of sucked. Odell Beckham Jr., Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones, Sony Michelle, George Kittle, Fairbarn, the kicker for Houston, and then I always stream defense. Okay. I lost by seven. Going into the uh, the game, I needed non-PPR. I was had it pretty much in the bag until Todd Gurley scored the late touchdown on uh, Sunday night. And then I'm like, hey, you know what? Not that big of a deal. I just need uh, Mike Thomas to outscore Curtis, Curtis Samuel by 11 points. That's it. That's it. He has three game, or excuse me, drive extending catches called back in like the first half. And I'm like, this. I'm just sitting here getting visibly pissed off in my <laughs> living room, just watching my my money go away. I'm like. You know, oh, hell, why not give Curtis Samuel a carry? Yeah, it totally needs a carry right now. Curtis Samuel, false start, bench him! Bench him! How's a false start by a wide receiver? He needs benched. No, he didn't. Good Lord. Did Curtis Samuel outscore Michael Thomas or something? He may have. But he, anyway, Michael Thomas didn't outscore Curtis Samuel by 11. He didn't outscore I him by 11. It was, uh, it was embarrassing, to be honest with you. Uh, even the guy I played, which, for scoring purposes, I mean, I was one of the top two or three scorers in the league. But the guy I played afterward, he's like, ah, yeah, I totally didn't see that coming. I thought you were going to come out with it. Man, it just everybody, the the great players, basically, other than Todd Gurley, just completely let you down. It was a weird week, that's for sure. Luckily, I don't have any good players on most of my uh, playoff teams, so I did fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, that, that is the uh, that is the week that just happened. Me rolling out Marlon Mack and Alshon Jeffrey worked out just perfect you, for me. You know what the killer is? <laughs> the guy I was playing started Lamar Miller. He got point eight points in that league. Point hmm. eight points and went out to an injury. And I'm like, I sent him a text after the Monday night game. He had Deshaun Watson, Lamar Miller, and Houston's defense, and he was on, up on me by four. And I just had a kicker. I'm like. <laughs> Man, I bet you're uh, you're pretty upset right now. I wasn't trying to talk crap. I'm like, I can't believe Miller went out. You know, he's he's had such a good run for you. He was like, Yeah, I'm screwed. And then, then Sunday, bloody Sunday happened. Yeah, it sucks. It was bloody. 
That's what I, I remained in one league. Like I made the playoffs in five out of six, and I I am only alive in one. I, one title game for me, and it's my own league. And I'm not going to pay myself if I win. If I could toot my own horn, I'm still in 100% of my fantasy football leagues. Just want you to know that, Bart. How's that feel? You're in one league. 100%. You're in one league? No, I'm in two. Okay. And I get, and it's a 17-week league, too. And I'm only quarterfinals. Is it quarterfinals? They're yeah, quarterfinals. 17-week league, and they don't do a two-week championship? Mm. Interesting. No, 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 no. Although this is the year for the 17, you know, everyone's going to be playing week 17. Yeah, and I do have girly and golf, so I'm I'm hoping they still have to play for that one seed, which it looks like it's going to be because they're going to be duking it out with uh, San Diego for the division. Wrong, wrong, wrong side there, guy. Yeah, you're thinking they're they're, 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 they're going to be battling with Chicago for number one overall. Season. Yeah, yeah. And Chicago's mm, got yeah. the tiebreaker, so yeah. Well, it, it it's definitely going to be an interesting week sixteen coming up here, uh, especially for me. I'm in the title game, dude. I'm sorry. The Park. title game I, I, I against against I'm the good, juggernaut, dude. against the biggest juggernaut. I'm good. Me and Niddle and uh, and Barker, me and Barker are in the same division. Me and Niddle and Barker are in the same conference. And Niddle they need, gets they need to switch it up. There's too many powerhouses. Yeah, Niddle gets <laughs> in gets in the as the wild card. Uh, the worst team. The worst, what, 10-win team, 9-win team I've ever seen. I only had eight wins, yeah, bro. Worst, no, not you. <laughs> oh. Snow Beast beats him twice, and it's just me and Barker both spanked Snow Beast. And now we got Niddle playing against the juggernaut of the league, Den. And, uh, man. I, I love when the, I, I, I love think being, you're, I think you're, you got a good shot. I love I, when the wild card gets hot, listen, man. I love being the wild card coming up. Upset two weeks in a row. Let's go wild card for the big W, man. I wild wanna... card for the big W. And you, you got to remember, like this is part of the show tonight, is going to be, or this morning if you're listening, is who's going to be out during championship week. And the evil empire den that you face, Cam Newton's out. He's going to have to either play Jameis or that Heineken guy on, on Heineken. Carolina. Yeah. Carolina. Carolina. OBJ still. OBJ still iffy. I honestly think Odell Beckham is not actually that hurt. I think he's just pulling what what who was it, James Harrison said that uh, Le'Veon should do. Ah, just don't hurt yourself. It, season doesn't mean anything. Just go, go sit on the bench. But Ty Gurley may get more work taken away from him to keep him fresh by C.J. Anderson? C.J. Anderson. I, I mean, they're in, Hold they're, on a second. Didn't C.J. Anderson just get signed by the Raiders? They let him go, and the Rams picked him up. Oh, that lasted 27 seconds. Sure did. Oakland just has an eye for talent. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't talented enough to play with them. They they brought in LeGarrette Blunt instead. Uh, who did? Oh, the, that uh, wasn't true. <laughs> okay, All the right. uh, the Browns still in the playoff hunt. Gotta love technically, that. Technically, barely, but technically, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I don't know, man. The, the that division's weird when you talk about the AFC AFC North. It's just an odd division where technically three teams could win it. Yep. Anyone not named the Bengals? I mean. Dude, the Ravens look they have the best defense all around, I think, in, yeah. in football. Not front seven with the Bears and yeah. all that. But I uh, I mean, you just have a couple you know it's gonna come down to Ravens Steelers, but it's nice to see the Browns still with some hope. Totally not in control of any part of their destiny whatsoever. I mean, they've got to they just keep winning. They so. just need help, help, and help. So 
But it's it's kind of cool. Go go Browns, go Baker to the playoffs. Yeah. Right. We called we thought Baker was the real deal right from the get go. And oh yeah, he, 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 he looks is, the part. Oh, he's easily the real deal out of this quarterback class. I mean, no nobody came close. And, and the fact that we can even talk about the Browns is crazy because the Bengals looked like they were gonna run away with the division after the first five or six games of the year. It was like, oh, the Bengals are for real. And it turns out Pittsburgh just got a slow start. And the Brownies. Bengals going to Bengals. Got a slow start. Yeah, the Ravens have stayed consistent, right? Slightly, you know, win two out of three basically all year long. Didn't have a chance to finish up with ten wins again. Uh, just, hey, AFC, AFC North is always competitive between at least two teams. Uh, flip-flop Bengals-Browns this year. Battle of Ohio finally won by Cleveland. So, Barker, what I was trying to tell you uh, earlier your your team started off so hot. I mean, you're walking away from with the division, and then you just you just Andy readed it. Uh, Andy readed it. Yeah, you just you start off hot, like you know, seven wins, seven out of eight, and then you just kind of oh, kind of okay. started nosediving, okay. and then when the playoffs came, it was you, over. You, I mean, you had the bye locked up, and the playoff came, and yeah. Chad Chad took it to you. I uh, I basically went the same trajectory as. Chuck Liddell, just in a lot, lot quicker time. Like I was at the top of my game mid-season. I had my arms in the air, like nobody can <laughs> handle my punch. And then the next thing you know, after <laughs> retire because of concussions from getting knocked out. That's how my season went, dude. It's brutal. What you're still in one though? You have fantasy football. I mean, if I you do. win I one do, out but, of six leagues, that's pretty darn good. But I'm you in this league. I'm a wild card. Well, I won the division, but my team is not nearly as stacked on paper as the team I'm facing. So I'm kind of keeping those hopes low since my fantasy season has been shattered. <laughs> Are you keeping my hopes low? Trying not to get too discouraged if I if I get law uh get the L. So so here here's something I've been thinking. Like as I the reason we bring up kind of where I'm at. I'm in that uh wild card Overmatched, I, and I'll say it. My team's overmatched. They're going up against a juggernaut, but I do have depth. I can I can mix and match it up. If you're just totally uh, overmatched, you start playing like more matchups. Like for instance, I have Brady and Dak. Dak has a wonderful matchup against Tampa Bay. Do I roll the dice on a Dak Prescott? I mean, you're trying to find points. Find creative ways to to get points whenever you have yeah, depth you, on your team. You're looking amongst your roster and like, who's my highest upside players? Because I need that you need high to go upside. above. Yeah, you need to go above the mean, above the average, yeah. what they're putting up, just to get in the. Yeah, hunt you can't with, stick in your consistent guys. Like, oh, he consistently gets me nine points. You need somebody to bust out. You kind of need oh, a Rob. Allen Robinson will probably get eight. Nine, ten points. I mean, he does week in, week out, which is slightly sit him for someone, sit him for a Mike Williams, whether he he ends up uh, with or without Keenan Allen. But the guy could continue. Speaking of Keenan Allen, he disappeared. I think he logged zero statistics in in the game this week. I could be wrong on that. Maybe I overlooked it. No, he got hurt. He was hurt the entire oh, game. Did he? Okay, I didn't see that. Philip Rivers threw him a fade in the corner of the end zone. He went up kind of awkward. Uh, went up went up normal, came down awkward, and uh, ended up with a hip pointer. Still questionable going into this week because the hip issues are, are something that uh, 
Mm-hmm. Well, last it can linger for a few weeks. So, hey, if you got Mike Williams, monitor the Keenan Allen situation, especially if Mike Williams is like your fourth or bi week guy. I mean, you know what? It's particularly if, uh, if you've got Keenan Allen and 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 Mike Williams somehow. Right there's the play to make sure that you've got Williams on. You know, I'd fire Williams up if Keenan Allen is questionable. I mean, I like Keenan Allen from a PPR standpoint, but for the love of God. If, if Mike Williams is the healthier, healthier of the two, and he's just as explosive, and really, honestly, I think Mike Williams is is in the next season going to start taking over the uh, the bulk of the targets. This at least the second chair, the wide receiver too. Like right now, Philip Rivers divvies it up between Mike Williams, Terrell Williams, and throwing a little Travis Benjamin here and there. Uh, but I think you'll start seeing target share gravitate towards Mike Williams only in 2019 and beyond, if not starting this week. I mean, obviously, as soon as Keenan goes down, Big Mike's your number one by a lot. I mean, three yeah. touchdowns and the game-winning two-point conversion. So. I think something this showed, too, is just how much Phillip Rivers is locked on the Keenan Allen because Mike Williams could have been doing something closer to this last game all year. Yeah, But I think it's obvious that Rivers has eyes for Keenan and didn't trust Mike Williams yet. And I think this, if anything, Mike Williams just earned Philip Rivers' trust for a bigger role. Yeah, and gained the whole team's trust. I mean, dude, they they rallied around, literally celebrated with him on the in the middle of the field after a two-point conversion with time left on the I mean, it was, it was a good – I'm a Chargers – kind of a closet Chargers fan. They're my, my West Coast team. How many teams team. you got, Neil? I, dude, I love <laughs> – Always loved Philip Rivers. I said it last show that one of the best competitors in the history of the National Football League. You won't find a guy more competitive than Philip Rivers. Just Did you say out. Philadelphia is that another one of your teams? He's, Philadelphia. He's also Phillip very Rivers. competitive at childbirthing. He has several of those, several children as well. Yes, Philip does. You so. seen that meme where his wife is like, "You want to go make another child?" He's just like. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, what? Uh, Antonio Cromartie and then Philip Rivers. And, I mean, then everybody else. That's more or less what it is. But uh, just say, I mean, Philip Rivers is solid. I mean, he is good. He, he, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I mean, you got Keenan Allen in another Pro Bowl. So I, I'm not sure if I agree with Keenan Allen getting in the Pro Bowl. But speaking of Pro Bowl, let's talk about the the biggest snub right now of Pro Bowls, Leighton Vander Esch. Leighton Vander Esch, you say? Yeah, I mean, he had a, over 100 total tackles. The guy's a, he's a rookie. Not expected to really do a whole lot this year, you know, unless Sean Lee goes down for the year. But putting up over 100 total tackles, I mean, the guy's just an absolutely solid player. If it wasn't for Darius Leonard, you would be talking about him for Rookie of the Year honors as, uh, on the defensive side. I mean, Vander Esch, is, is, he's an animal, and I mean – We've said it before, going forward, probably a top five linebacker. Oh, yeah. The the thing is, the two inside linebackers, Luke Keekley, Bobby Wagner, I mean, come on. They, they they do what they do every year. They're the big name. It's what people want to see in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I think half the time, you're going to take the big name over the little name anytime. Leighton Van Der Esch will have plenty of Pro Bowl appearances in his career. I, Philip Lindsay made it. Philip Lindsay, who else could have made it in the AFC, though? I mean, you had James Conner, yeah, Phillips, Bobby Phillip Wagner Lindsay. had 69 tackles. Or six, you know, in totality, I believe, uh, including assists, Vander Esch outdid him. 
I ain't. I, I'm just saying, I ain't watching the uh, Pro Bowl for the inside linebackers. <laughs> so, I, I at least give me a name, a household name, Bobby Mi- Wagner. Mixon could have made it. He's at 995 yards and eight touchdowns. He could have made it over Lindsey, which I don't disagree with Lindsey. I think he deserves it. Yeah. I, I'm just, he's just my argument for big name versus big, little name. Yeah, Leighton Vanderesh. He's my argument for Vanderesh. If you can give Philip Lindsey a spot on the Pro Bowl, uh, I think Vanderesh should get it over Wagner, but. That's, I mean, IDP me. stud all I'm year fighting long for you NFL yeah. players right now. And, and on top of that, I mean, Keenan Allen makes it, but Juju doesn't. How does Juju Smith-Schuster not make the Pro Bowl with the year he put together? No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Over 90 receptions, over 1,200 yards. I didn't even see how many touchdowns he had, but I'm confident it's in double digits. I mean, Kareem Hunt's in the top 10. Why did why Kareem make it? I mean, uh, technically. Various reasons. <laughs> not re- No team to represent. But, you can't but be a free agent and go to the Pro Bowl? He's I, not technically in the AFC anymore. Okay. Or the NFC. Yes. Fair or enough. the NFL. Fair enough. Good point. All right. That, All right. <laughs> this, uh, the, this argument has concluded. I guess <laughs> I was wrong. Uh, Juju only had six touchdowns. Maybe that's what knocks him, but I mean, I, I don't think that... Uh, I don't think Keenan had many more than that. You know, maybe nine, ten, something in that range. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of the thing about the Pro Bowl. Whenever you're breaking down a Keenan Allen versus Juju, I mean, it's just so it's close. It, yeah, it's just too close to call. If anything, yeah. they need to expand the rosters a little bit rather than just go with. I think the AFC went with four wide receivers. I mean, you they're there's, probably going to be running three and four wide receiver sets all game long. So rotate six guys in. Their receiver. There are teams the, that run five wide. I can't imagine the Pro Bowl doesn't have a five-wide set at any point. I mean, maybe there's some rule to where you have to have running back on the field. I don't know. And we can be honest with ourselves. Like The NFL is nowhere near the level of the NBA, where if he was on an NBA roster, Carmelo Anthony would make the All-Star game. <laughs> oh, based on name alone. The NBA is so, so big name in, in their All-Star games. Like, starting at point guard is Tony Parker. <laughs> oh, wait. What? He's the backup, backup dude, point guard for the dude's, Bobcats. Dude's 40. Yeah. I'm a man. I'm 40. Yeah. But yeah, NBA, terrible. You know, Larry Bird would make the All-Star game if he came back for <laughs> a he game this suit year. up. Yeah. <laughs> dude breaks his knees tying his shoes. Uh, dude, so, I love looking at the NFC, AFC, like, Pro Bowl rosters. It's like, hey, dang. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of mind blowing. It's like a fan. Uh, it's like an it's fantasy team fantasy yeah. squad. It's, it's a, like Den Carter's team. Nah, yeah. not, not quite. It's a little better than, than it, that. But it is the evil empire. Julio Jones and Michael Thomas on the field at the same time is just going to be flat out exciting. Then you got Ertz and Kittle. I mean, that's a nasty little little receiving uh, punch there. That and, the, and you know who they get a face? Who that? Joe. Uh, oh crap! I lost it. Please remind me of the Browns rookie corner. Oh, uh, Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward, Pro Bowl. Good. Made the Pro Deserving. Bowl. Heck yeah. Deserving. I mean, that's, that's another another argument for NFL, like giving yeah. the best players their, yeah, their he's, due. He's going to, fantasy-wise, going to really fall off the map, but he's going to be a shutdown, people avoid him type corner going right. forward. Even my Dolphins got one, Xavier Howard, that's not a big name, made the Pro Bowl at cornerback. So what, what all Raiders made it? Um, I think it was Khalil Mack. And no, no, different. <laughs> oh, oh, they not traded. A, not a yeah, no, there's no Raiders. No, no. CJ Anderson. Oh, no, wait, he signed no. with the Raiders. It's not like baseball where every team has to have a representative. <laughs> 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 That's how bad. 
The I Raiders mean, are. As a Raiders oh. fan, I can assure you, we have no bright spots. No, you are. I, now, I know, take this term loosely, but I know that they made the NHL Stanley Cup last year, but the Raiders are currently the Las Vegas Knights of the NFL. Like, you don't know a single name on that team. I mean, they're... Uh, it's it's still sketchy. I still I, think David Carr plays for the Raiders, but he here, doesn't. Here's what I'm going to say: You don't look at this year's Raiders roster and say, "I got to have that jersey." <laughs> I, gotta, I'm not confident that Derek Carr's going to be there in three jersey. years. You know what I mean? I, there's just nobody on that roster. It's like, man, gotta have that. <laughs> That's true. I mean, seriously, like, who could it be? Arden Key. <laughs> I, mean, I like that 99 jersey. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'd buy a 99 Arden Key jersey in a what, heartbeat. Maurice Hurst, is that a is that yes. D-line on the Raiders? There you go. I mean, he's going to be around for a while. Maurice Hurst. Get your Maurice Hurst jersey. Right next to the uh, Darth Maul jersey for the Raiders. <laughs> right next to... Uh, who who's the punt? They traded every good player they had. Who was the punter? King King Mar- yeah, Marquette yeah. King Marquette King. Yeah. Hey, best punting average in the NFL. Let's trade him. Can't even get a Vanderjack jersey anymore. <laughs> God, I, not for the Raiders, anyways. I, I feel so bad for myself. All of a sudden, when, this is kind of sad. Like, is this what it's like to be a, a Dolphins fan? It's like an NFL funeral. Oh, uh, hey, Dolphins are uh, seven and seven, son. Or wait, seven and eight? I don't even care. I'm seven, not and sure. seven. Seven, seven and seven. Seven and seven. Seven, seven, seven. Deuce. Dose. I mean, five hundred. That's that, that's. I'm I'm pleased. I am pleased with Ryan Tannehill, and Leonte Carew and Kalen Balage getting my team to seven and seven. Yeah, but are are there any? Uh, is Kenyon Drake the real deal? Is that someone you're still putting money in stock in nope. fantasy wise? No, I can't. I mean, he he brings fantasy points to the table, but any misconstrued dreams that you had about him being a workhorse is is over, unless he goes to another team. Adam Gase truly does not think that he's a guy that can tote the ball 20 times a game. He gets five to ten carries. Now, he makes up for it in fantasy, but, I mean, I I just – I don't trust a guy like that. Yeah, but then you have uh, Kalen Balazs. Like, didn't – Gave him all the carries. Didn't he have a pretty nice week either last week or this? Yeah, it was this week. 123 yards and a touchdown on 12 carries. Like, you know, I can understand why you would want to, you know, kind of move on to get to the younger guy. It worked out well for the Browns. You know, I mean, they they start taking off after they start putting all their uh, all their stock in Chubb. So yeah, I mean, I get it, but you wait till week 15 to give him the rock. Sounds like the sex slave market putting all your stock in Chubb. <laughs> okay. My, my bad. My <laughs> bad. I have no, I, 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 think that, I, think I feel like I had far. somewhere I was going with that. My and bad. uh completely you completely like zoned me out right there. My bad. It's my fault. <laughs> so, this is this is what happens when you're gone for a week. So does anyone have a uh with this Low, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I know this was lowest scoring uh, output in the NFL this year, this past week. Talk about just NFL scoring? Yeah. yeah. Didn't know that. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was I, substantially lower. And of course, you know, at it's most, like Raiders low. Mo- I, yeah. I, I got three touchdowns out of Mike Williams. I assumed it was like the highest scoring week. And- mo- most people let you down. I mean, unless you were, you started what, Damian Williams and Derrick Henry and how the hell did you make the playoffs at this point? Glad <laughs> you said that. I have to say real quickly, 
in the one league I am in a title game, I had Aaron Jones and Ito Smith as my number two and three because I had Cream Hunt. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those crying Cream Hunt moments where it's like I have no second running back now. So now my my best running back's Marlon Mack, and I had Jones and Ito both on IR. And the team I face in a title game lets me get Damian Williams for a dollar. What? If I'm that but like, free, don't you want to beat me? If I'm the other team, I'm I am. Putting, I literally put all of my fantasy football dollars Wait, on that. Here's what's worse: you can see how many fantasy dollars we have. I was down to my last one, and I bid it on Damian <laughs> Williams, and I got it. All you have to do is look at my team and be like, I can bid two dollars on any player I think he might get, and he will not get them. I but believe- instead, you let me go from no. No running back. I had no one to start. I have C.J. Anderson. I would have been starting C.J. Anderson. So I uh, that's where maybe we could take it too far. Maybe we go too in-depth. But then again, that's just something simple. Look at the other team. Where are they hurting? Strategy, man. Bit on them players, man. In, yeah. ev- in every league I'm in, I look at who I'm playing, what their injuries are, and I start bidding on the best available. If, yeah, if their tight end's down, if the tight end's got a bye week, I'm bidding on the best available tight end. Maybe two or three of yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I in a redraft league where you play team defenses, I was against somebody a few weeks back, and they forgot to start their defense, which had already played on Thursday. So I went in and dropped everyone on my bench and grabbed every defense available Good to stop Lord. them from beating me. <laughs> did you need that win that bad? I did. <laughs> it was it was that or no playoffs, basically. All right, so hey. I dropped my whole bench, and I had the Steelers, the Dolphins, the Colts, and a couple other crap teams' defense sitting on my bench. <laughs> Why not? Why not? I won. Wow. <laughs> I mean... You just blanket the entire top ten defenses all right. It. That's my only victory story. Then I lost every league I was in except for one. Yeah, it, it is fantasy morning week more than anything. Yeah. For this is like the I most mean, somber I'm, tone we've ever had for a show. It's uh, it's upsetting. Hi guys, this is back row fantasy show. Did you guys see all the people on Twitter that were? I'm happy as shit. <laughs> I well, mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean I am too. I'm in a title game. I got, like, we got more poll votes for polls I put out. Like, how would you rather lose? A low-scoring, right. you know, final score 19 to 20 because everyone failed you. You know, um, get blown out right from the get-go or a high-scoring, exciting game. And most people were like, I just want to get blown out. Like, just just let me die. It's either die in a, a you know, absolute no chance or go down against a historic performance, you know, the greatest game you've ever seen. Someone's you know kicks a field goal with the last second to beat me. Someone but, remind me the title of this episode is going to be Fantasy Funeral Morning with Bark Arms and Knit. This is I'm even sorry. though Knit's happy. I mean it I was, was it was our, it was the fantasy apocalypse. I do I feel like we're really letting down our listeners for our 100th episode. How so? Because we suck. Oh man! No, I mean we made playoffs. This in every this league. one just, just it's just a rough it's a rough week to talk stinks. about fantasy football because. Odds are, if you had a bunch of studs on your team, you don't get to play in the championship this week because you got beat by Justin freaking Jackson. Well, you end up last year. I had Justin Jackson, and I lost. Thanks for opening that wound. You beat by Justin Jackson and Damian Williams or Derrick Henry as their flex. At least get me a freaking Band-Aid, man. 
Uh, last week, last year, you have Todd Gurley run, running off two of the greatest fantasy game but, game weeks of all time for winning, and whoever had Todd Gurley deserved to win. Now you get guys with. I can accept Todd. You know Todd Gurley, a great player, just dominating my team. What I can't accept is whenever I have a top five receiver, a top five running back, another top ten running back, a top three tight end. Sounds like my team. You know, a top ten quarterback and just like a top three kicker who had a ball in week and everyone but my kicker, every player but my kicker lets me down. That's unacceptable. Did you have Patrick Mahomes? No. I did. And I still lost. He had an okay week. Uh, <laughs> Dude, you he guys had a couple are, you guys okay are in fantasy depression. We are, I am. This is our fantasy funeral. You're dragging Somebody me down. Somebody at least grab me a drink. <laughs> I can't even talk trash to you. I straight put you out of the playoffs for money. And uh, I can't even talk trash to you because you're so down on yourself. I, I apologize. This man. week just hurt. And also, I'm going to go ahead and come out, get up myself here. here a little bit. Like last week, I'm like, all right, these matchups are bad, and you know, maybe look for different people. Mike Evans, he's got a bad matchup. Kenny Galladay's got a matchup, bad matchup. Boom, both of them blow up. I'm like, I didn't even have a good call last week. Like none of them. I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> I, I'm bad at this. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. BRFS is safe to listen to for the first 12 weeks of the season, basically. Then after that, it's a pretty, pretty solid in the offseason. Dude, we'll get you to the playoffs. We'll, we'll get you to we'll get you to the brink, and then we'll just walk away. <laughs> it's, you're on your own after week thirteen. Right. Like you're completely on your own. We get you close to fantasy climax, and then we just walk away. I don't know. I feel like I had some good calls last week, but again, y'all dragging me down. I ain't gonna. No, I no, no, let's, let's, oh, Nick Gasm. Let's, let's hear the great calls, Chad. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey blew up. Great. Mike Williams. Yep. Blew up. Adam Thielen said him did nothing. So he called the game versus you. Wide and receivers, him. come on, give us some more. <laughs> I think you did call Kittle. I didn't call Kittle. I no. said Kittle was gonna be. All, he was gonna have a rough matchup against Seattle. I stayed away. Did you? What I did you caught, say at QB, do you remember? Yeah, I said the miss was going to be Andrew Luck. He struggled. <laughs> just rock solid calls. Can we all... just call him Swami from now on? <laughs> I don't. I obviously don't know what the heck I'm doing. Swami. So. Well, I'm quitting the show. <laughs> See you guys. I believe I said John Johnson's going to have a ball and we are not worthy. Top... <laughs> we are not worthy. I mean, I'm just saying. I couldn't even call the. If I'd have said Mike Thomas is going to be good, I'd been wrong. If yeah. I'd have said play Saquon, I was going to be wrong. Like let's everyone, just, uh, everything was wrong this week. Let's just get Hux over here. I have him and the Swami here. Get, I don't know <laughs> the two successful fantasy players. I should have played more FanDuel and DraftKings. I, 20- I said play Deshaun Watson over Andrew I'm, I'm Luck. Playing that DFS. was my, that was the exact analogy we had yes, for sitting Andrew Luck and and Deshaun Watson doubled him up. Yeah, you know, um, a guy who's been consistently. Uh, Andrew Luck consistently outscoring a Deshaun Watson caliber player by five points a week, doubled him up. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I had some. I had some good calls. I'm playing DFS from now Which on, which makes sense. This is why you're in the championship. And Com- uh, competitive depth. That that's another key to fantasy football. Having competitive depth, multiple options when it comes to playoff time. You com- can plug and play decent players. It's time to coin it. 
competitive depth. Come on to the backrowfantasyshow.com for all your CD rankings, your competitive depth your rankings competitive from depth, You're going to keep Alshon Jeffrey on your squad. You're going to keep Allen Robinson on your squad. I don't know where I'm going depth. <laughs> Sure, you could have traded Alshon and Allen Robinson for, say, a Stephon Diggs early in the season, but you don't give up your competitive depth. You want that depth. competitive depth. Keep your CDs <laughs> till they mature. <laughs> Sorry. That's cute. Don't cash a bit That's early. Cute. Little inside podcast thing. Competitive de- I like you know, honestly though, it is a lesson learned though, because how many people out there were trading two players to get a Melvin Gordon caliber player? Guys like me. And then, I did it then to what happened? Johnson. Melvin Gordon goes down and you don't get to play him. And guess what? Now you don't have a backup because your backup is I don't know. I don't even existed. <laughs> I would say Justin Jackson, but he played all right this past week. You know, you just end up with with a, a disappointing roster based on an injury or two, and then who's to blame? But then again, you, you can't condone. I mean, you have to take that a trade where you're improving. You always take a trade where you're improving at one position, but you gotta you gotta build your fantasy roster out. Uh, you know, with some extra guys and take your take your flyers. You know, don't be afraid to spend the the uh, football budget out there on these on the players that nobody's heard of, uh, especially in the preseason. Whenever they're cheaper than everybody else, you know. Obviously, if if they name Philip Lindsay the starter before week one. You know, his price goes up immediately. Yeah. So yeah, I mean the hot the hot topic there in uh, Denver all off season, Royce Freeman, Royce Freeman, Royce Freeman, and then Phil Lindsay, Middle takes a stab at him, and it's the right call. And what do you do if you're Denver? I, I mean, Royce Freeman's good. We know he's good. Philip Lindsay's better. Like, do you keep both of those? I mean, they're cheap. I guess you would keep both. At of this them, point, but... you keep them both, but it, you. I, I try to play both of them as much as I can just for the simple fact that once we're does. Yeah, once we're two uh two years into that contract, we then have a tradable asset. Yeah. They really they hit the jackpot. This year. I yeah. mean Bradley Chubb, Lindsay, not even Cortland drafted, Sutton, right? Or was he a six undrafted. undrafted? Royce Freeman, Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton. Deshaun, I guess you could call that a success. I, I it's not a failure. Not yet. So but there's Denver has a good nucleus around, like yeah. both uh, defensively and offensively. I thought they were going to be a good team. It just comes down to Case Keenum is a little not the right. Case Keenum is a good NFL backup quarterback. But, Minnesota uh, should have kept him. Denver should have grabbed Cousins. Yeah, I mean, well, Denver should have made a play. It. Yeah, I mean, Cousins is pretty much the only legit asset. They, they're out probably there. just better fits for those teams. Yeah. As odd as that sounds, I mean, you would think. But let's also point out the the fact that Cousins, from a, a fantasy standpoint, from a real life football stance, fan, or real life football standpoint, has been pretty disappointing for what you had to pay to get him. Yeah, I mean, you, there was hope the first half of the season, but after that, it was kind of yeah, not not real thrilled with him I being mean, my number one. Cousins finished in points per game as the number eleven quarterback. Yeah, it's not good enough for where he was drafted. Yeah, I mean he's he's he was a top five or six guy, pretty much his whole starting career, and then he goes to a team that actually has an okay running back and quality wide receivers and a good tight end, and he's like, oh, I don't I don't know what to do with this. Since you got us yeah, on oh, players and, and a great defense, you know, on the other side of the ball. Since you got us on players, let's talk. The guys we like this week. And we'll switch it up a little bit since we, we have so much to talk about in our fantasy funeral episode. 
Let's just let's just go with three. Give me your three guys you like for championship week arms. And Nick, give me three you like. Not necessarily position, just three guys you like for championship week. And I'll I'll do mine last. I'll start it up. I disappointing week for the Cowboys. I mean, they get shut out. Uh they get shut out in week uh fifteen. But they roll into uh, with Tampa Bay coming in. Amari Cooper is going to be a, a guy who's very playable this week. Uh, I'm not going to say it's going to be an angry Cowboys offense or anything. They can't be. I mean, can we call him a stud now? Who Amari? Yeah, I I think you could still call him a stud. I still I like Amari, but I think he's going to have a good arms. day. They're going to force feed him the football uh, along with with Zeke, and you can plug and play. Uh, not plug and play. You. you Play Amari Cooper with confidence. He's a guy that you don't need to shy away from in Week 16. It's been a while since those words have been uttered on a podcast. Play Amari Cooper with confidence. That's true. true. Yeah, I mean, even even over the last like six weeks since he's been with the Cowboys, it hadn't been. It's been like, is this for real? Is this for real? I mean, he was all right last week. Well, it's both. It's real life and fantasy. Boom. Throw me one out there, Arms. Boom goes I'm the actually going to go with Jamal Williams. It's kind of an obvious start now that uh, Aaron Jones is out. But just be aware that he actually might be available in I some of these leagues because Williams is, has just disappeared with the emergence of Jones. And Jones has been nothing short of spectacular in that role. And when's the last time uh, was it Ryan Grant, the last effective running back? And that was one year for Green Bay. But Jones has definitely been a bright spot in the, out of that backfield. Williams is not that that quality, but he's solid. He was solid last year at the end of the year, and I expect him to kind of pick pick up where he needs to be and be you know eighty percent of the production that uh, Aaron Jones brought you. Contributes in both phases of the game, also. Yes. Has, has and he's a good pass pro. I mean, he doesn't have a necessarily glaring weakness other than it's just he's average. He, he's a pretty average all around player, but he's going to get fantasy stats because it's Green Bay Packers running back. Yes. I'm so glad you left me, my guy, because I'm going to go a little way too cheesy radio on this one. But, man, somebody you got to pay attention to is a guy that has earned the trust of his team finally. Oh, Henry. Derek Henry. You think? Yes. He has earned the trust of that team. They are going to hand him the ball week in, week out. No matter if he fails or succeeds, they're going to feed him. They could keep grinding him, and he's the type of player who can take 10 Sorry. carries, end up with 20 yards, and then he can bust a big one. He can, I, bust, he can now bust a big one. So the Titans are not going to hesitate to give him 25 carries against the Redskins. A Titans team that is hanging on to their playoff hopes is not going to play games with the Redskins. And I believe they control their own destin- destiny, or at worst only need like a, a few things to happen. Like the, the Titans are very well in it if they win out. They're probably going to make the playoffs, so you got to trust what's go what's going right. And over the last three weeks, it's Derrick Henry giving him the ball twenty plus times, getting the ball in his hands twenty plus times. Yeah, is resulting in touchdowns and moving the rock. They found their key to be a possible upset team in the playoffs, and it's Derrick Henry. Yeah. I'll give you another running back, kind of on the same same wavelength. Not a superstar, but it's a guy we mentioned a little earlier in the show. Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack goes up against Cowboys last week, the fifth best run, uh, run defense in the NFL and puts uh, hangs over uh, almost 140 yards on him, two touchdowns. Now he's going up against the Giants who are reeling. 
Indianapolis needs wins also, just like just like Tennessee. They got it. They have to win out. And you're going to end up playing a Giants team who's just been god-awful against the run. Give Marlon Mack the football. Give him the football. Let him do what he does. Get to the, the century mark. Get in the end zone once. He'll have you a good fantasy. He isn't going to let you down in the fantasy championship that you're in. Um, my number two player is actually going to be Robert Foster uh, versus the Patriots. I love La- that call. Last two weeks in a row, Robert Foster's had over 100 yards. He did. He's only brought down one touchdown. But he's only had, out of his targets, he's only caught, missed one ball each week. So as his target share goes up, he earns the trust of an, an emerging Josh Allen. You know, Josh Allen's actually looked real solid as well, and I wouldn't necessarily hesitate to, to play him either because the Patriots' defense isn't as solid as it once was. Uh, but Foster, heck, I looked at him all long and hard all week. Like, I should pick up Robert Foster and drop Dante Pettis. I should do this. I'm going to do this. Ah, no, Dante Pettis is the 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 number one in San Fran. Robert Foster is just... He's number two, and you no, wavered too long. Robert Foster is the he's he's a good play this week. He's most likely available in most league formats, especially if you're in Championship Week. Um, look at him, get him on your roster if you need somebody. Somebody's letting you down, like a Golden Tate, been letting you down all year. Play Robert Foster. Ah, I'm gonna stick with the theme, wide receivers. I think Jarvis Landry is a good play this week. I think the Browns. Wow, top five fantasy uh, receiver from last year. I'm just playing. Yep, <laughs> he's been the, terrible this year. The Browns, who actually are hanging on to a little shred of playoff hope, have a guy that can catch the ball and move the chains for him against the lowly Bengals. And I think Jarvis Landry is going to have one of his best weeks of the year this week. Jarvis so, Landry for me all day long. If he's my, if I can start him as my number three, I'm doing it this week. And he said Jarvis has been someone you, you haven't ran a lot of confidence through of late. I mean, he's at best been a wide receiver three, and, and this week he has a chance to go out and really put up number, wide receiver one numbers and be a, a fantasy championship winner, a week winner for you uh, with, you know, 100-plus yards, maybe get in the end zone. Just have a real good t- a real good week needing to win against the lowly Bengals. I, I like that call too. Now I'm going to go a little different. I'm going to go tight end landscape a guy that you're obviously going to play if you have him, but has a horrible matchup. But I want to talk about him because I, me and Arms, we, we talked about this guy being a little matchup proof. It's George Kittle. I'm yeah. going to go ahead. George Kittle going up against the Bears front. This guy is the most athletic tight end in the game. Right now he averages more yards per catch than any other tight end. He's He uh, has a, a Kelsey in yardage, uh, yards after catch, on like 25 less target or 25 less receptions this year. So I think it's it's one of those things where they have to go through they have to go through George Kittle to have a chance at beating the Bears. Not not they're going to be playing for anything necessarily, but they're going to play to be competitive and try to try to win a football game. George Kittle's a guy matchup proof, going to get targets thrown his way. Yeah, don't and, don't be afraid of what happened last week. Don't I, don't I'm pl- not. don't play an Austin Hooper over a in a better matchup, Austin Hooper against the Panthers, who who do give up points to to tight ends over George Kittle. George Kittle's go, still going to get his looks in that that San Francisco passing game. So, genuine question: we've we've mentioned it before. Is, is the it has George Kittle supplanted Gronk as that yep. one, the other guy in yep. the top three? Oh yeah, to me yes, probably forever. And and I've been a Gronk supporter over the last few weeks. I, I still think Gronk's going to have. 
a fine end to his season, but his better days are long, long gone. He's turning into Jimmy Graham. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's slowly becoming – you could see the writing on the wall. This is probably his last relevant year, and it hasn't even been that good. Yeah, I mean, he has three touchdowns. Gronk That's has three not, touchdowns. Not Gronk, Yeah, I mean, you expect double digits – just period. You've got Rob Gronkowski. You, you're you're chalking up if he's healthy, ten plus touchdowns, and he's he's giving you three on the year. My gosh, and Kittle, Kittle's only got four touchdowns, but that yardage. I mean, he's got eleven 1, hundred and fifty four yards, and I I firmly believe that in a in a uh, dynasty startup or a, a redraft, I'm keeping Kittle over Ertz and. In a dynasty startup, I'm probably taking Kittle over Travis Kelsey, as crazy as that sounds. That's that's purely an age play. Purely an age play. I don't I still think that Kelsey next year is going to be a better uh tight end, but Kittle is right there and he's just he's just younger. He's younger, more athletic. It could get better for Kittle next year mm-hmm. too, with Jimmy G coming back and that offense being a little more dynamic with him under center. Uh so it the writing on the wall the writing's also on the wall for for uh, George Kittle to be an absolute superstar oh, yeah. year in, year out, fantasy and real football. Was. No, nobody's sleeping on him after this he, year. He's a guy who, who – he's a pass catcher first, blocker second, and that's basically what the NFL is going to in this. I mean, whenever you break down the, the uh, tight ends and just look at the actual yardage they have, 1220 for uh, Kelsey, 1154 for Kittle, 1,038 for Ertz, then Jared Cook, which is basically buoyed by three games, give or take, 848 yards drops all the way down to 662 for the fifth most productive tight end. Kelsey Kittle and Ertz are wide receiver ones, mm-hmm. and then you can go out and get wide receiver one. You can build. That's what I look for in tight ends, man. I have to have a wide receiver one. I want an elite tight end on my fantasy squad. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are starting to go that method as well. Like people are rethinking it after this season. Like it really is the advantage position, just like. You know, J.J. Watt and defensive end of years past. Like, you get one of those three, you're good. And you're so much more likely to hit on a wide receiver having an up year than you are on an Austin Hooper having an up year. Austin Hooper's never going to have a a year that Travis Kelsey has had. Never going to even remotely approach it. The only guys that can do something like Travis Kelsey are the ones who are already doing it. Eric Ebron, same thing. You got the fluky touchdowns this year. He's not in the same class as Kelsey and... Kelsey Kittle Lurts. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Here's so, my, here's by the my way, dude. Fourth? Is Gronk fourth then? No. I don't, I don't think I, I, I think you still leave Ebron. Talk about tight ends. I don't have Gronk in my top five anymore. See, I'm going to put Gronk right there with OJ Howard and Ebron. I think Howard's going to be approaching that type of o- OJ. Production. I like the OJ Howard call. So. I mean, I, I agree. I think O.J. Howard could be that guy that takes that next step and jumps in to make that a four-man conversation, but I wouldn't bank on it. Oh no, I no, like he, it to happen. There's but. there's one tier, there's a top tier, and O.J. Howard's just him and Gronk and you know Ebron to me are the yeah. the beginning of the next tier. And, and Howard's not even at the top of that second tier. It's just he has the potential to take that jump. And the weird one we're leaving out, Evan Ingram. Everyone thought weird, he was going to make that weird jump. Weird season, man. Weird but, season. But as bad as Eli Manning was early and then just kind of getting lost in Saquon and OBJ uh, to to Saquon and OBJ, I mean, he's an elite receiving tight end. He just doesn't – he'll never he, – he's just situationally, by default, left out of that conversation. If David Njoku hits the jugs machine all off season, he could Gotta. possibly make it a five-man 
Just because Baker Mayfield has the ability to keep plays alive. Yeah, and Njoku's a super athlete just with subpar hands. Subpar hands. Sub Back to hands. Ingram. It's going to be interesting to see how he finishes out these last couple of weeks. Uh, playing against the Colts, playing against the Cowboys. I mean, he's had over 75 yards the last two weeks in a row. Um, still struggling to get in the end zone. Only, only two touchdowns on the year. And, of course, as we know, he's been banged up. I can see him being in that second tier, as you, as you were alluding to. I think he's right in that range with an O.J. Howard. I'm putting him slightly behind O.J. Howard right now, and that's an entire flip-flop from what I was doing at the beginning of the season. I thought he was... Is I going, thought he was number four. Yeah, I thought he was... Ahead of Kittle. Yeah, him right there with George Kittle, right in that same range. So, Just a quick trivia question. Uh, top 10 tight end points per game-wise that you wouldn't expect. Any guesses? Who you're going to throw in there? Well, it's fact. Yeah. I mean, number eight overall in fantasy points per game at tight end, but didn't play that many games. Is it a name? God, I it's don't a know. name. You're stuck. Greg, Greg Olson? No. Okay. Sorry. Top he, 20 for Olson, but Jack Doyle. No. Number eight points per game wise. He, he only played five games, six See, games. Six I think games that's so where you can put the knock on Ebron whenever Doyle Definitely. comes back. It's going to hurt his production. Well, I, mean, I mean, he yeah, is back, of course. But Mo Alley Cox could hurt him next year. You just, you don't know. Run three tight ends. Just do it. Yeah, run that Ravens offense and and make sure seven tight ends get a reception on the season. All right, let's. I'm gonna give you my guy this week. Uh, my number. We're through two, right? We've each done two. Russell Wilson against the Chiefs this week. I, I the Seahawks are making a run, and they're they're smelling the playoffs again after being an underdog all off season. They face a Chiefs team that can be beat but also a Chiefs team that can also put up a lot of points. But Russell Wilson's Russell Wilson. And with the Seahawks on a run, I think that Russell Wilson is a huge play this week. One, trying to keep up with the Chiefs and then possibly surpassing uh, the Chiefs in points in that game late in the fourth quarter, as Russell Wilson always does. I think Russell Wilson is a lock for 30-plus. Russell week. Wilson's almost like a, got a professional wrestler level of the crowd amping him up. Like, the better their team is just playing with a big He's play, a Russell American. Wilson comes back, you know, the defense gets an interception, and Russell That's Wilson just all of a sudden just marches them down the field. And it's shown in the second half of the season, and he does this a lot. The second half surges, gets his team, carries his team on his back to the playoffs. And I, I expect nothing less than him to get into the playoffs this year. All right. Well, since we've talked about that. I knew, Nit, I knew Nit wanted it. Oh, I did. This is what Russell Wilson turns into in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Russell Wilson! The old Hawk Hogan theme song. Because Russell Wilson is a real American. Like, just when you think he's choked out and the ref drops his hand twice... Russell Wilson starts shaking his fist, stands up out of the camel clutch, and then leg drops the competition. Woo! Oh, yeah, brother. All right. Woo! The oldest ride in the park has the longest lines. Magic Mountain, Space Mountain, whatever it is. I love it. I love when we can do a little song. Funny thing about this song is it's also showing video. 
I don't know if you remember that really uh, kind of went media wild picture of him in a speedo and like a straw hat at the beach. Who, Hulk or, or Russell Wilson? Hulk. I don't. I don't. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Oh, I love it. So we queued him up. We all got three. Uh, got I, your plays. <laughs> I, I've still That's got real one. American I haven't brother. told my three. Have you told your third? Yeah, I'm good. Um, Ended on my third is going to be Robbie Anderson. I I hate the thought of playing Robbie Anderson, but he's the best receiver the Jets have left. Like by default, Robbie Anderson against a, a, a Patriots defense you can pass on. You know, Robbie Anderson is going to get a ton of targets this Packers week. Packers defense, excuse me, Packers defense uh, absolutely can pass on. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, he's going to get a ton of targets. The Packers, I mean, they're out of it. This is the first time in for a long time with a healthy Aaron Rodgers that they're not sniffing the playoffs. Like That's what I worry about with Packers team, like how hungry they're going to be. They're not going to be hungry, and right. their defense already allowed a ton of passing yards. I, if I'm not mistaken, last week I want to say uh, on the season through last week they were something like bottom 10 in the league in uh, fantasy production to wide receiver. So, I mean, Robbie Anderson, cue him up. He's had two good games in a row. He's up and down on the season, more down than up, but I think more so right now than anything, he's just got a good matchup. The Packers just, they're going to quit. They're done. They have, Right now, it's better for them to lose and get a better playoff pick, or, or excuse me, a draft pick. Yeah, the, and, and the Jets are playing surprisingly decent football of late. I mean, they're, they're playing all right. They're getting the ball out to him. He's getting his target shares. He's going to get his catches. Scary play. I, I still say it, it's not a confident play, but it's a scary play. But it has some upside to it, has some legitimacy to it over based on the last two weeks. And just uh, career-wise, I mean, he, he's been an up-and-down guy. Hope for an up week. Why not? Absolutely. Especially if you're chasing points. I love it. All right. I In a uh, what I believe is going to be a statement game from the Rams, I like Josh Reynolds this week. As a flex play, if you if you're playing for a title game in your redraft, I, I think Josh Reynolds has a great chance to put a touchdown on the board. Just because the Rams lost in a squeaker last week, uh, they're going to look to come out and, and reassert their dominance in the NFC. I think they're going to beat up the Cards. I don't like Josh Reynolds under underlying play. I still don't see them having an elite offensive week as a, as a total team again. I mean, I think they're going to protect Gurley, which is going to hurt Jared Goff in the passing game. Josh Reynolds, though, is going to be in there uh, all four quarters. Not so like they're going to sit him or anything like that. That would be not it, so obvious. Uh, yeah, not so obvious playing Josh Reynolds. We've been calling that kind of the last few weeks, but and, he, and, he's, and he's turned in some decent ones. So, hey, Josh Reynolds is another guy to monitor situation-wise and, and hope, but the Cardinals are – Cardinals weirdly keep games close, and it's hard to call. I mean, it's just hard to call. The thing is, there is nearly no chance Josh Reynolds is going to know the name Patrick Peterson at any point in no. that game. So no. he's not going to draw the number one coverage. Now, the safeties in Arizona, they're solid. They're solid. I'm not not taking anything away from them, but he's Solid, not. but they did. They tailed off as the season went on. Yeah. I do have one more just to throw in a little bit. And this is where I started mixing up the uh, Patriots. trying to get the, that extra Yeah, one. the Patriots and Packers started uh, blending them because I had my kind of alternate was playing the Patriots game this week. It's actually Josh Allen. So the last three weeks, Josh Allen's your number three fantasy quarterback. Kid's a ball. Josh Allen. Rushing yards, bro. Well, he's got six rushing touchdowns on the season. 
I mean, not that, a rushing quarterback, not someone you're expecting to be, you know, a rushing guy. But I mean, give give the kids some run if if you are desperate for quarterback. Hopefully, you're not this jo- deep into the season. But yeah, here's what I'm gonna tell you: Josh Allen better play than Matt Stafford. Josh Allen better play than Kirk Cousins. That's and a, t- two people that you're very confident yeah. in at almost all times. I'd rather have Allen. I don't know. I, I think I'd roll the dice on Kirk Cousins. That offense, I call, I, that was another call. I said he was only going to throw the ball about 20 times because the Minnesota Vikings have recommitted to the running game. But uh, I don't know how you get away from Kirk Cousins just hoping that he goes off for a couple touchdowns. High versus, upside, though. That high upside. Some high upside. You want to talk about a little low upside or, or some guys – some teams trending in the wrong direction. I mean, let's talk about Leonard Fournette. Does, what's he have to play for? I mean, can you – a lot of teams are still in it who who draft him, still have a chance. I mean, you have to play him. It's a little vulgar, but I just – that's how I feel about Leonard Fournette. I do too. I don't I like – I just don't trust him. I'll never trust him. Don't trust him. I Even don't the know. Saints offense as a whole. Here. I mean, you started off with that a little bit in your uh, fantasy morning over there. Yeah. But, no, but. I mean, Alvin Kamara looked okay this past week. I, I know he got one touchdown. He may have got two. I don't recall. Yeah, he gets I know he got one no touchdown. But um, Drew Brees is the sittable. Yeah, <laughs> like Drew Brees versus someone else. Looked I don't know. About, I don't know about against the Steelers defense. I'm not. I, I, here's the thing: if you made it and you have Drew Brees, you're going to play. And you you've got Michael Thomas, and you've got Alvin Kamara, or you've got Mark Ingram. <laughs> yeah, you, you're not sitting there. You've guys. got to play those guys. There's, there's no doubt about it. But to go back to a Deshaun Watson comparison, you could play a Deshaun Watson this week over a Drew Brees. I couldn't do it. I can't do it. Not not with the shootout potential not of what that it. game's going to be. Mm-hmm. Just just can't. But. Go ahead, Arms. Who are you sitting this week? Uh, th- my main sit's going to be uh, Jordan Reed. Um, just the Titans. It's exciting. The, the, well, I mean, honestly. <laughs> I've been the, sitting him all woo! season long. I know. Waiting but, on that. <laughs> yeah, waiting uh, on that all episode. Well, if you're if you're hoping and praying that Jordan Reed's going to you know come up with one of the big games he comes up with on occasion, it's not going to happen against that Titans defense. They still shut down the tight end. I, I still don't know if they've ever had a, a tight end touchdown scored on me yet this year. Trying to come down from this fantasy euphoria you just caused me. <laughs> Listen, I, I am so let down. I don't even want to talk about it, all right? Oh. You going to throw one out or in this, baby? Oh, goodness. Uh, you know what? I, I don't like Mitchell Trubisky fantasy week. Uh, I, I like what Nick Mullins and the Niners are doing. I, and I, I'm not saying they're going to do that against this Chicago defense. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think that Mitch Trubisky is going to have himself a big week uh, against the Niners team. I think it's going to be one of those games. Uh, it's more competitive than it should be. It's both quarterbacks throwing for 225 and a touchdown. One of them throws a pick. I had nothing exciting in this game on offense, in my opinion, because Nick Mullins is, an, is good enough to make this kind of a kind of a grinder of a game. And the Bears want to grind it out. More than anything with that defense. Yeah. So both teams are going to be playing this low yeah. uh, low tr- volume, you know, low passing Slow volume. pace. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. kind of an ugly game. If any player in that game has a chance, it's Tariq Cohen just based on rushing and receiving right. yardage. Yeah. And, and you know, maybe maybe even Garrison Hurst. I mean, if, <laughs> if I want to play a little Stephen A. Smith, I'll say Garrison Hurst is going to have a great game. Dude, how embarrassing is that? Like, it's it's – one thing for us to call someone who we just missed that was out. 
You know, but <laughs> so you were talking about a guy who has been on IR since I believe the preseason. <laughs> More than one, man. He talked about Derek Johnson being on the Chiefs. Yeah, he geez. talked about Hunter Henry having a good season, and I think he he that season it. Hunter Henry's putting together in the training yeah. room, and he ended it with like, "Oh, I bet Virgil Green like has Virgil Green played this year." <laughs> Like it just uh, oh for three, you're out. Go back to the uh, dugout. He's an NBA analyst. He's an NBA analyst. Right. I don't don't mind Stephen A. Smith, but I had to throw that out there. Had to toss that little. Chad, you got any sits? Oh, I'm. I told you my sits. Oh, at quarterback, I am going to sit Matt Ryan. He just has always got an extra one. I I thought we were doing trying to do three here. Why not Phillip Rivers too against the Ravens? No, screw it. I'm sitting Todd Gurley. Listen, (laughs) even in the explosive week that the that the Falcons had against the Cardinals last week, Matt Ryan still only threw for two touchdowns. Like he's just not been that productive in the past four weeks, four or five weeks of the season. I mean, really, if you look all the way back since they played the Browns, so six weeks ago, they still he's just not blown up at any point to where you're comfortable starting him and and uh, helping him lead help him helping you lead your team to fantasy success. Hmm. I got one last one. I'm probably gonna sit Jordan Reed this week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. yeah. I stand by it. I'm not playing Jordan Reed. <laughs> Dude, he's got a, he's got a few. Uh, I'm not playing Lamar Miller, so I'm I'm right there with you. Okay. I just I'm not doing it. And also said Aaron Jones. He's on IR. Yeah, Edo Smith's not a good option this week. Also on IR. Okay. Anything else? Lead us home. No Redskins receivers. Don't play them in your championship week. <laughs> no Redskins until, receivers. Until further notice ever. No Miami Dolphins receivers. Just don't do it. Just, just don't. If you've been playing either of the receiver, or any of the receivers from either of those teams, how did you make it this far? I don't know. Ask Nick. <laughs> no did you play Danny Amendola a couple weeks? No, I just picked him up so the other guy couldn't have him. Oh, okay. I played Danny Amendola one week. Right. One week. And, I and hate it, Danny Amendola. I traded Amendola. for Danny Amendola, and I played him for one week, and then I dropped him. Yeah. And I think you picked him up. And then I dropped him. Oh, you dropped him too. The yeah. Old DA. Old DA. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Bark is is uh, I, I'm glad to have came back for this episode. The train wreck. Please it was show about up. Time. Yeah. Please show up more. Yeah. More yeah often. You know, I had one of those very. We like you. Crazy migraines that one night. You only have a 99 percent like uh, uh, attendance record. Attendance record. So I know I broke it. It's like, killing I, me. I feel like I, I'm not going to get that certificate at the end of the. Well, 2018 NFL season, and I'm going to hang my head because you lost your it was parking caused spot by, by one door. day. You lost your parking spot by the door. I enjoyed, I enjoyed hosting the thing. It was a good episode. I felt good about it. Sounded like the back <laughs> row to me. It was all bite, no bark. All bite, no bark. All right. And you know what? Real quick, I named the episode that before I listened to the episode. Shut up. No. Shut up. No. no. I named that. That I named the episode before I listen. Me and you have a special bond. I have to name it before I listen. Like, I don't listen to it before I upload it. I upload it, then it goes live, then I listen to it. And then one of you said, you know, I'll bite no bark. And I was like, Believe it's him. Look at us. I'm not Look look at us. Like, almost having the same menstrual cycle every month. (laughs) Look, look, look. Would you look at that? Just look at it. Would you just look at that? Bark's out. Good luck this week. Good night. Thanks, Arms. See ya. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review.